Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Opinions matter. Time now for today's Big Thing with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by... Together Credit Union, here for St. Louis, here to help you achieve more with your money. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, and Ian O'Connor is one of the greatest and most prolific writers of our time. Michelle, I've read several of his books. He wrote a book about Bill Belichick that was spectacular, another one about Derek Jeter that was wonderful, and Ian has a new book out, and this one is about... Mike Krzyzewski. It's called Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski. And Ian O'Connor, who wrote the book, joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Ian, thanks so much for the time and congratulations on the book. Looking forward to reading it. Uh, Good morning, Randy and Michelle. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, Good to be here. Well, let's start with this because... It seems like because Coach Krzyzewski has been around such a long time and he's been visible on TV, he has a radio show, it seems like we know everything about Mike Krzyzewski. So as you got going on this book, how surprised were you about some of the things that you didn't know that Mike Krzyzewski had been involved with or done during the course of his career? Well, one thing I found out, this actually was a a number of years ago, 1999 to be in fact, he's the most... I've been doing this for 36, 37 years. He's the most profane coach I've ever been around. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people have no idea about that. But when you sit near his bench, like I did, I sat right behind him at the Sweet 16 in New Jersey in 99. And for two hours and 15 minutes, it was nonstop, extreme profanity directed at the refs, his players, even an assistant coach, Quinn Snyder. Uh, So, yeah, that that surprised me back in the day. As far as the research for the book and talking to uh, 275 people, one thing that stood out was, and this was to a man, many of his players said his image and the program's image, as far as Duke perceived to be a program that does it the right way, is not nearly as important to him as as winning. And that, yeah, it's nice to have that as, as a side thing, but every day he wakes up, all he cares about is finding a way to beat you, whoever you are, that day to, to go to bed that night knowing he finished ahead of you. And I guess that's why he has nearly 1,200 victories. But th- that surprised me a bit that every player I talked to said that that is not nearly as important to him, the image, as just beating you. Ian, you've written some books on people who are singularly great at what they do. What is it about Mike Krzyzewski that allowed him to be so great at what he did and have such sustain- sustained success at Duke? Yeah, he's the greatest adapter of all time. I mean, just adapting to everything in college basketball, including the one-and-done era later in his career. And, and I, think, I, I do think he's the greatest college basketball coach of all time. I would put him slightly ahead of John Wooden, despite the fact that Wooden won 10 national titles to Krzyzewski's five, because Mike did it at a time. It was just much more difficult to dominate, much more parity in college basketball, and, and then the one-and-done era on top of it. Plus, Mike has 530 more victories than Wooden had. So I think durability 
matters there. But you mentioned Belichick earlier, Randy, I believe, and I know mm-hmm. he's not the most popular figure in St. Louis, certainly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we could talk about that another another day, I guess. But Bel- Belichick and Krzyzewski, just their attention to detail and preparation as far as motivating their teams is, is off the charts. But the difference is Belichick never really used emotion in, in, in terms of motivating his players. And maybe it's because they're grown-up men as opposed to college student-athletes. But Krzyzewski uses a lot of emotion. He still has a fair amount of Bobby Knight inside of him to inspire and connect with and motivate his players. That That's what separates him from Belichick. Ian O'Connor, who has written the book, Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski, joining us on 101 ESPN. And you mentioned Bobby Knight there. And one of the parts of the book is the fracture in their relationship. What was, from what you were able to glean, Ian, what was the linchpin for the fracture in the Bobby Knight-Mike Krzyzewski relationship? Well, yeah, you asked me uh, earlier about uh, a surprising thing in terms of my research, and I guess I was surprised that the relationship ended. I did not know that. I, I knew it was strained, but it ended at Pinehurst in 2015 in North Carolina. There was a reunion of Knight's 50th or the 50th anniversary of his first Army team. And at that reunion, Mike approached Knight's table, and Knight completely ignored him. And there had been a lot of ups and downs in their relationship, more downs than ups. A lot of slights that Mike felt and overcame just to try to keep the relationship together. And it seemed like over the years he was doing 85 to 90 percent of the work in maintaining the relationship. And he had had enough. He stormed out of the room and some of his former West Point teammates went out the room with him. And he said to them, this is the last bleeping time I'm ever going to try with this guy. I am done and I mean it this time. And, and he meant it. My reporting shows that's the last time they ever spoke, and that was seven years ago. Wow. It's sad, but true. And I think it boils down to that the mentor was surpassed by the protege, and, and Mike broke his records and won more national championships. And I don't think Knight could deal with that. And, and that ultimately led to the unraveling of the relationship. And I also would like to know, because uh, I've read stories in the past about his relationships with other coaches, and specifically when Jim Valvano was dying. Yeah, they, be, they were not friends. They did not like each other for much of their careers. They coached in New York against each other. Valvano was at Iona, and, and Mike, of course, was at Army. And they just had different styles. Valvano, of course, he could have been a stand-up comic. He was so gregarious, and Krzyzewski was a West Point guy. And so when they end up in, uh, in the ACC, Valvano wins a national title in 83, and Mike's losing to Wagner at home. <laughs> And, he, and the boosters and, and, and alums wanted him fired. Mike should have been fired. In today's environment, he would have been gone. He never would have been able to establish the career he did at Duke. And, and so he somehow survived that. But as, uh, as, as Valvano stopped coaching, got into broadcasting, they became friendlier. And then, of course, in his dying days, he was at Duke at the medical center, and Mike would go there every day and visit him. And he spent more time with him than any non-family member. I believe he was the last non-family member to see him alive. And so they, they became almost like brothers in the end. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very tragic tale, and, and Valvano was such a talented human being beyond just coaching but, yeah, Mike was there for him, and, and they became close after they were done trying to beat each other all the time in the ACC. Ian, when we think of Mike Krzyzewski Sh- and Duke, we're going to think about the success. But whether it was with Duke or Team USA, any component of his coaching career, what's a challenge that Coach K faced behind the scenes that we might not have known about? 
Well, Michelle, I think uh, coaching the, the NBA megastars in the Olympics now, he is a guy who can get in your face when he's coaching the college players and, and scream some really tough and degrading things. Well, he couldn't do that to LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. They just <laughs> never would have bought into that. So he had to change, and he had to become more player-friendly. And he had a tense relationship with LeBron James. They lost together in 2006 at the World Championships in Tokyo. And, and so in 2008 in Beijing at the, their first Olympic Games, it took Coach K a while before he can win over LeBron's trust. And I have some scenes in the book where there's tension in that relationship in meetings and practices, and you could see it. And finally, he did win him over. And, and Kobe Bryant was an easier uh, player to win over because Kobe wanted him to coach the Lakers back in 2004. And if Kobe had gone to college out of high school, of course he didn't, he would have played at Duke. So, so that, that relationship with, with LeBron James was something that uh, he really had to work on. And then when he got back to Duke, after that experience with the NBA players overseas, he wanted to dive headfirst into the one-and-done era of college basketball. He wanted to coach the very best players. So all of a sudden you see him recruit John Wall. He lost him to Kentucky. Then he gets Kyrie Irving and the one-and-done players who won him the national title in 2015. So, again, he's a guy who evolved and changed in ways that Bobby Knight never did, and that's why he surpassed them. The name of the book is Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski by Ian O'Connor, and you can get the book anywhere books are sold. It's right there on Amazon. Ian, the book garnered headlines a couple of weeks ago in the week leading up to Coach K's final home game with the, the fact that he made that phone call to Tommy Amaker about the head coaching job at Duke and the speculation that he still wants to be involved in running the program. Can you guys give us kind of a a capsule of that, of uh, the sense that you get about him still wanting to be involved? Well, he says now that he doesn't. Uh, He's keeping his office on the sixth floor at at, uh, Duke, and he got very involved in the succession plan and process, so he certainly imposed his will on that, and he wanted John Shire, his assistant, his young assistant, to be the head coach. And the university offered the job to Tommy Amaker, a man in his mid-50s, now the head coach at Harvard, who had been at Seton Hall in Michigan before that. So uh, Coach K, that was the first time he ever competed against Duke. And guess what? Coach K won. <laughs> he, he, he wanted John Shire to get the job, and he had that phone call with Amaker. He explained why it wasn't in the best interest of the Duke program for him to be the head coach. And Amaker could have told him to take a hike and take him the job, but he didn't. He decided he had a great life at Harvard, and and it would be an uncomfortable existence in Durham if he took the job under those circumstances. So Shire got the job, and right out of the gate, he signed the number one recruiting class in America. So it's hard to argue with that. And finally, Ian, it is remarkable when you look at what's transpired on the basketball landscape over the last couple of years, specifically there in the ACC with the retirement of Coach K and Roy Williams. And you are writing about it here with his retirement. We're seeing the end of an era of college basketball, aren't we? Oh, yes. And and I think maybe even if you could just stretch it out to higher education. I think in the history of American colleges and universities, I don't think one school ever paid more money to a single employee in this country than Duke paid Mike Krzyzewski over 42 years. And so I, I don't think we'll ever see something quite like that again. There's just an awful lot of change in college sports. Is it possible uh, that somebody would, would stay 30-plus years at a school? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know if that person is going to win five national championships and go to 12 Final Fours and win 1,200 games. So it, it's a staggering, iconic career, which is why I wanted to do the book in the first place. 
And yeah, I don't think we'll we'll see another Mike Shashevsky anytime soon. Well, whenever you do write a book, it's guaranteed great reading. We appreciate you taking some time. Congratulations on the book, Ian, and we'll be checking it out. And we advise everybody that's tuned in to do so as well. Well, thanks so much, Randy and Michelle. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ian. Ian O'Connor, the name of the book is Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Shashevsky. And I thought it was interesting, Michelle, that he brought up the fact that Shashevsky, if he had those first few years now, he would have been fired. Mm-hmm. And I got the sense in listening, when we had Travis Ford on a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about how basically the same thing, how they were patient with him. I think it's so important for schools to have continuity and be patient. Now, they're never going to be again. If you don't win in three years, you're out. Yeah. But if you give a coach a chance to build a program and not just have a, a really good team in the third year, I think that's the way to go in college sports. I, you're right. After year three, if you're not winning at a certain clip, you're out. And half the time, those those coaches don't even have a team filled with their own players yet. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the demands that are put on them to turn around programs that are usually in pretty bad situations that they inherit and do it quickly. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.